Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? Hello, Brisbane. for sports says Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate range missile over Brisbane's new bike hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Ashburn? Like at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Hello and welcome to Unpacking Brisbane. We are back. It is 2021. I hope you've listened to the episode about the city because we're about to charge headlong into another one of Brisbane's great suburbs. Henry Brett is with me. He's on the mic. And Henry, you're going loose. You're just doing handheld. I'm doing handheld mic today and I've got my handheld camera because I want to post this when we post the episode to Mm. show the Unpakistanis. We don't usually do this. But we're in a very calm environment. We're doing a sort of meditative... My light bulb is blown uh, and our real estate company hasn't come around to fix it for weeks now. Um, and so I'm just focusing on these sort of like light purple lamps that just flood the room with very, very calm colour. So if it's an unexpectedly calm episode this week, don't be surprised. If you need to use this episode to get to sleep, maybe some people already do. Who was it who told uh, my us girlfriend. recently... Oh, what? Yep, Sylvia falls asleep listening to this. It's so but, insulting. But one, I'm like, oh, I'm like nice that she's like, oh, I just put it on and you and Henry talk. I just like drift to sleep. And I'm like, but you don't laugh and keep yourself up by enjoying what you're listening to. Because of that, Sylvia, I'm so offended that every 15 to 20 minutes that this episode, I'm just going to be like, wake up, Sylvia, there's a fire! <laughs> get up, get up! Just a little bit of, yeah, I seem to be having some difficulty controlling the volume of my voice. Oh no, there's that axe murderer back and he only kills people because Sylvia woke the fuck up! <laughs> but yeah, so don't listen to this show when you're falling asleep, but do listen when you want to hear about suburbs such as Green Slopes. Green Slopes, that's what we're doing this time. Uh, it's going to be a good one. I, I think, I don't know. The only reason that this one came into my head is because Georgia mentioned it earlier this week, said that friends of the show, Keenan Pakistanis, Hannah and Charlie are moving to Green Slopes. Oh, and I said, that's a suburb. I saw they were moving out of Highgate Hill, which we also haven't done. Well, that's two. We've got two in the bank. Two in the bank. bank. Two Who in the said bank. this suburb had a shelf life? Uh, this podcast, rather. Um, yeah, so it's looking good for, for Brisbane. It's been a big week. Looks like we did pretty well yeah. with that whole COVID thing. I was going to say, it, it does look like we're successfully manoeuvring our way out of another lockdown, Henry. There's some cautious Channel 9 headlines of Premier set to ease restrictions. But given how long it took us to get dancing back, I'm worried they'll, you know, oh, another two weeks, let's have a little, little look at it. You know, oh, I want to dance. I don't want to be the town from Footloose. I don't want to be Billy Elliot's dad. I want to dance. I don't want to be Chad from High School Musical 2 who insisted he didn't dance. While dancing. Oh, you're kidding. He, have you seen it? No, yeah. not High School Musical 2. He goes, I don't dance. I know you cannot. And he does this whole thing. Well, it's like a big dance number where the whole baseball team are insisting they don't dance. Now, I'm sure... Baseball. Kenny Ortega, no, it was ironic when he made it. Kenny Ortega, who made High School Musical 1 and 2, and also Dirty Dancing. Really? Makes Dirty Dancing. Because Georgia and I watched High School Musical 2 on the holidays. Right. And then were contacted by Fran, friend of the show, and she was pointing out the career of Kenny is absolutely incredible and that he started with uh, dancing and then just went into Disney Channel original movies. Also made the Cheetah Girls movies. I'm going to say... The Cheetah Girls, what is this? A collective of my old exes? (laughs) (laughs) I'm a cuck. I'm going to say it's an ever so slight fall from grace. I don't know. Um, He didn't didn't direct Dirty Dancing. What did he do? I've immediately looked it up. 
What did he? He was the choreographer. Ah, world of difference. Choreography is a big part of all those films. Yeah, but it's not yeah, like I don't, I'm not going to try. <laughs> but the problem is, this. he directed High School Musical and did the choreography for Dirty Dancing. The funny thing being that on the director's commentary of High School Musical Two, which George and I did watch, yeah, um, there's a he just straight up lies about it. He well, goes, he... "When I was directing Dirty Dancing, <laughs> by which I mean directing the dancing, I was dirty, directing the dancing, the dirty dancing, which was dirty." Uh, <laughs> but he and goes, that way, I've directed a movie called Bad Dancing, and that I'm not very good at dancing. But he he very zealously at the beginning is like, Kenny Ortega here, director of High School Musical 1 and 2. <laughs> He's just very happy about it, that he did Oh, both. good on him. Well, I'm proud of him. But regardless, I agree with you, Joe. I'm, more sca- I'm less scared about the fact that we don't get to rush back to dancing in clubs and whatnot. I'm more scared about what happened last time where dancing was allowed in nightclubs again and I went, heckity do yeah, I'm going to go out and party this little tush off. And then I didn't. And I just kept drinking beers here. Yeah. I say that. The main reason I'm worried about dancing is I want people to dance at the Mangroves gigs. Yeah, very I'm good I'm not actually... Uh, that's entirely correct. Dancing was, was allowed for like six months and I didn't. And um, But you will if you come to some new gigs. Joe, yes. what have we got coming up? Few uh, very announce. exciting. Uh, so the big one is at the Flaming Galar on the 7th of February. Mm-hmm. Uh, tickets for that, I just made the link. It'll be live in a couple of days. Probably a day after this episode comes out on the Friday. Um, tickets will be $12.00. We're going to get some great bands on before us and it'll be a Sunday afternoon. You know, you'll probably be... You could be home in bed by 10pm. We'll probably take the stage at about 8.30 and rock your socks off till 9.30. Uh, but we have a free gig, Henry, at the Zoo mm. on Thursday the 28th of January, next Thursday. Uh, apparently, you know, you can't advertise this publicly, but it's going to be $5 beers and basics all night. Uh, mm. So the great bands opening for us. There's going to be a DJ. Uh, we just got sort of pulled in last minute to play the show at the Zoo. So if you're an un-Pakistani or a... Mangrovian, or we don't really have a collective now for Mangroves fans yet. But yes, free gig, 28th of January at the zoo. Grove McManuses. That's funny. The Grove. Um, the Grove Lives. The Grove Lives. Grover um, Thompson. Grove, Grover Cleveland's. Grove Tuesday. You know Shrove oh, Tuesday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Woman Groves. For, I guess female fans of the Mangroves. The Grover, as in the Hugh Jackman character yeah, from yeah. Baz Luhrmann's Australia. Yeah. Um, red... Red Mangrover, Red Mangrover, I call call Mangrover. Yeah, I call Mangrover. Tunes. Another thing, (laughs) just quickly, you mentioned there was a DJ. Now, full credit to Joe. He's been fully event managing the Mangroves and booking all these gigs, so absolute credit to him. Um, And I, he was sending through bits of information when I was at work today. Mm. Just sort of to a group chat that no one really responds to. It's more so I know I've alerted everyone else to decisions I'm about to make with zero input. Yeah. It's great. But I saw the DJ's name is DJ Spotify. Now, is that a fun, ironic, quirky name or are they just plugging in a fun You'll have to come to the free gig (laughs) to find out what a call to action. I'm like 90% sure they're just plugging in a phone and going, yeah, yeah, there's a DJ. But there's also chatter of they're doing karaoke. Cool. Maybe. What's annoying though is because it's a free gig, DJ Spotify has to play an ad every five songs <laughs> and he can't skip any. Oh, it's not DJ Spotify Premium. <laughs> no, no, not at all. It's DJ, all right, guys, let's put on a great playlist, but it's on shuffle. <laughs> and every once in a while, you're going to hear how you should have gotten a better DJ. Man, I feel like a woman. Student flights have a deal going <laughs> at the moment and, and that's, you'll be raving to that. Gonna take a lot to drag me away from you. If you ever wanted a Squarespace website, <laughs> Squarespace is the product for you. <laughs> it's going to be good. Um, yeah, come to those. That's going to be fun. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Everyone's back at work this week. Yeah, I mean, I was back at work last week, but it was only for a day or two. This is a 
real rough week to be a Brisbane Eye Henry because everyone's back mm. at work. But then next week, public holiday on the Tuesday, a lot of people taking the Monday off leave. Like It's a very, yeah. we're back. And then we're not going to be for a bit. And then we're really back. And before you know it, it's bloody February. I had that classic thing where I went back to work on Monday and I was like, this is actually pretty good. I'm doing okay here. And then Tuesday was a slog. Yeah. Tuesday was... Today, today was a tough day. Not to mention that, um, that Tuesday as well was... The cricket as well, where we got pantsed oh, in every way possible. Um, we got Richard pantsed. Um, you know, so yeah. Calls me a fair bit of Tim Payne. Yeah, there you go. Hey, and for um, more jokes like that, come to Late Lines tonight. Yeah. Uh, yes, tonight. I don't know how the tickets are going, but um, it's probably with the out, So come see that. Um, something before we dive quickly into yeah. Wikipedia Wig Out that I wanted to mention. Um, Sam Mullen, friend of the show, Keen on Pakistani, uh, sent us a message uh and he said, oh, boys, in the CBD episode, you didn't talk about this. And we did miss it. It's a massive thing. Now, we spoke lots and lots and lots about Hungry Jacks and the iconic Queen Street Mall venue. But it has a fan who is not just year nines looking to get lucky and people who are hungry after a River Stage concert. All people named Jack. All people named Jack. Who are hungry. Who are hungry, as our Jack often is. Um, Michael Bublade. Yes. This is an article from... The Boob. This is an article from Goat, not Nathan Lyon, but the uh, uh, pop Not a delicious lager. No. Um, Beers can't write articles. No, not always. <laughs> They're, um, not in this world, at least. Yes. Um, Michael Bublé has yes. found true love with a Brisbane Hungry Jacks. And he says, This is not a lie. This is where I was for two days. One of the world's most wholesome guys, Michael Bublé, is touring Australia at the moment. He's cooked off with Brisbane on Tuesday, but had a couple of days to explore the city before performing. So what exactly does Michael Bublé get up to in Brisbane? He spends a ton of time at Hungry Jack's. That's what. Speaking to the Brisbane Times, Michael said that, I've gotten to be here for the past two days, totally free, and I've spent all my time at the Queen Street Mall at Hungry Jack's. This is not a lie. That is where I was for two days. I tried to find out, this is the author now, I tried to find out what the longest time anyone has spent in a Hungry Jack's was, but couldn't find a solid answer. Relying purely on the yardstick that I've never managed to spend more than two hours in a Hungry Jack's anywhere and spent maybe half an hour in the Queen Street store one time that I went, I'm calling this a record. Then they pitched their own podcast, which we're obviously not going to do. Mare. Um, but apparently the reason Michael Bublé was there is he goes, I thought, wouldn't it be hilarious if all of a sudden in the line I just sang It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas? <laughs> I just imagine people shitting themselves saying, oh my God, it really is him singing Christmas music in Hungry Jacks. I'm sorry. I don't care who you are. If you're in line for Hungry Jacks at Queen Street and you start singing, I'm immediately going to be like, oh, cool, the ice head is in the fucking city today. Yeah. I don't care if you look like Michael Bublé. I'll go, wow, that well-dressed crack addict looks a lot like Michael Bublé. Sounds like Michael Bublé. But he's singing at Queen Street and Hungry Jack, so he's clearly lost his fucking mind. I mean, it did say he was here touring in December. It would have been a lot funnier if just, like, <laughs> like you mate. and I just tomorrow <laughs> go to Hungry Jacks and go, it's beginning and to look a lot like Chris. Now, that is funny. Uh, it's like that rumour um, in Dublin, uh, the Brisbane of Europe, that every mm. year... Bono, without fail, busks uh, on one of the main streets of Dublin singing Christmas carols. Somehow this happens every year without 
heaps of people knowing about it or like seeing it. It's my thing with, you know, and with Boob doing this, do you not think that the second you do that, there'd be a billion cameras upon you and everyone would know? It wouldn't be mm. like a cheeky, cute thing. You would be mobbed by fans. And then Bono, of course, did the technological version of busking, which is just showing <laughs> up in your phone uh, and hoping yeah, you when don't. When you're in line at uh, Hungry Jacks and Bono just, and I still <laughs> haven't ordered what I'm eating for. <laughs> A whopper. Filio fish. Um, Plenty to dive into with green slopes here, Henry. Mm. Is that all we had to keep with the house? I think that's all we do. So let's uh, let's have a look at Wikipedia Week Out. Wikipedia Week Out. It's a all-time boring Wikipedia page for us today, Henry. Right. But we will open with the traditional question. What do you believe the population of green slopes is? Mm. Wow. It's not what I thought it was. Is it? Eternally helpful. Is it like 12,000? No, it's pretty off. No. It's 8,936. Okay. So you clearly think of Green Slopes as quite a big suburb. I do. I have the complete opposite. Okay. I thought it was going to be way smaller than that. To I me, Green Slopes is a, is a residential. Yeah, okay. So yeah, I guess it's residential, but I think of it as a hospital, an IGA, a couple of houses, and then, you know, the real meat and two veggies. It's, it's Cooperoo. It's Camp Hill. How long are you in the hospital? When until you're considered a resident, I wonder. Uh, six months. Yeah, okay. I learned when I was diagnosed with salmonella and I took up residency in the Northside Hospital for two weeks. Mm. I was beginning to worry, you know, I changed my address, changed my postcode. I was only allowed to leave hospital, you know, once a day for some sunlight. Mm. Um, yeah, they told me, pull your head out of your ass. It's like six months before you should even be worried about that, mate. Yeah, that's fair enough. You yeah. almost had residence today. I mean, what, what gets you in hospital for six months? Cancer. Oh, cancer. So that's a bright side of cancer. They tell like, you to look on the bright side of cancer. <laughs> hey, you've just moved to Greenslopes. You, you live in Greenslopes. Yeah, and I mean, if you live at like a, you know, Tarakindi or some shit, it's probably an upgrade. Mm. Well, the grass is always greener on the other slope. <laughs> that's where the saying comes What from. else keeps you in hospital for six months? Oh, just like shit. very bad burns. Yeah. Like Joe Burns. Oh, he's a pretty bad burns. Had hey, to he's paying well for the Brisbane heat, though. He's on fire, mate. Oh, the heat. Oh, well, the that's burns, why, because the heat. the heat is helping the burns. So true. All right. Um, Counterintuitively. Uh, it's a very fascinating Wikipedia page, Henry. That's awesome. Um, I want to start uh, with this odd advertisement oh. that they say on Wikipedia, Greenslope shares Brisbane's humid subtropical climate, but the hot summer days are often mitigated by cooling afternoon breezes, especially in the higher areas, i.e. the slopes. Winters are usually dry with very mild temperatures. Now, I'm going to say, that's just true of utterly everywhere in Brisbane. Yep. And also, I'm going to say, the world. The claim <laughs> that it's a very hot climate, but it's made easier by cooling breeze. It's just true. <laughs> you could put me in a sauna... Chuck in a bit of air con and, yeah, it's, I'm in a hot climate. It's made better by breeze. <laughs> Where does the cooling breeze not Ridiculous. help? Like, oh, it is helped by a cooling breeze. And in winter, it's cooler than it is oh. in summer. I'm like, oh, fantastic. Good to know. And as soon as nightfall hits, it gets a little dark. It gets a little bit dark. <laughs> yeah. uh, but then it's interesting. In the morning, anywhere between, depending on time of the year, 5 a.m., 7 a.m., the sun ca- comes up and mm. it's a little lighter all of a sudden. It's a bit easier to see. Now, what you'll need to know, and this is a bit of a hack for people from green slopes, <laughs> if you're going to go there, you're going to want to breathe oxygen in and yeah. carbon dioxide yeah. out. Well, more than Big that, tip. More than that, Henry, I've heard that a real trap for young players is there's this thing you got to drink. Mm. It's called water. Okay. Is and that? H 
too low. Yeah, it's a green yeah. slopes thing. It's a green slopes thing. If yeah. you're in green slopes, what you're going to want to do is get a bottle of it or a glass of it, or you mm. know, just straight from a tap. You know, if you if you're from a tap, straight you're from a tap, mate. Jesus, straight yeah. from the hose if you're really little, and you just drink up. All right. Uh, yum, yum, yum. So fuck you, Wikipedia page. Um, we should say though, we use Wikipedia on every episode, and I did see a banner on the website. It's their twentieth birthday. Oh. So next year's the big one. Yeah, I was so, going to say twentieth. You can start thinking about your speech. As someone who had a yeah, twentieth is a distinctly unimportant birthday, but it's one where you get a hint of oh, maybe my twenty-first is taking shape a little bit here. Let's take Wikipedia. Let's go Wikipedia. Their parents, their siblings, and like five mates. Bavarian beer cafe. Yeah, get the pretzels. It, maybe like maybe like Thursday. Fifty sixty total. Oh, at Bavarian. Now that's a twenty-first. This is the twentieth. Oh, is this the twentieth? This is for the twentieth, mate. This is for the Wikipedia's twentieth. Then yeah, I think that's I think fair. it's just just family friends. Or, or maybe friends. it's like a your Chris's, your Toby's, your Dom's. Fifteen mates at like Darling and Co. Yeah, that that's very nice. 20th. We get like a drinks for for Wikipedia's twentieth. Yeah. Now we're not going to donate. No, fuck no. We are people who use. Here's Wiki- one for you. You're called Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia. What's funny? You is, want me to donate? Change your name. What's funny and has just occurred to me is we now because of live shows, merch, and all our other zany things have literally made money off Wikipedia. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm still not giving them seventy cents. No, I'd rather a coffee. It would cost me literally nothing. Well, it cost me seventy cents. It cost seventy cents. Many of the dwellings in the suburb of Greenslopes are character homes of pre-war construction. Character homes. They have an accent. Character homes. It's just a whole bunch of people being like, "All right, guys. Um, what do you think of this? I mean, it's." <laughs> A PE teacher Funny. in uh, the trenches right. of World War One. Uh, hey, lads, <laughs> drop and give me 20 chlorine gas. He's like Tim Robinson. I know, You're it's just great. The characters just come out of me. You know, I live in a character home. When did, it's, I, start it's a, when did I start a podcast with Rowan Atkinson? Yeah, yeah. I know, it's crazy. Mm. Uh, Henry, you grew up in a character home, didn't you? Surely you have some sort of character for us. The bricks had a backstory, let me tell you that much. <laughs> you know? And what you need to find with your roof is a nice arc. Because uh, <laughs> you want it to sustain itself. And, and, you know, walking through the house, you know, living room, living room, bedroom, bedroom, living mm. room, kitchen. Yeah, the house has three living rooms, mm. more than bedrooms. There's a journey. Yeah. And it's a journey of a That's hero, good, mate. mate. It's a hero's journey. Yeah. And you go to these character homes and there's people going, you know, what if Christopher Walken um, <laughs> was pulling beers at an RSL? Oh, I'm We have a great northern deal. <laughs> You know, you get a free Forex gold hat with a stubby. Oh, that's an incredible deal. It's a good deal. <laughs> At the Norman, it was one in six stubbies, one year, and I won. Yeah, that was Hell good. Yeah. I have a cool Forex hat now for all listeners. It's cool. um, but yes, Henry, they, they also say, in addition to this character homes thing, mm. just speaking about uh, Green Slopes homes, Brisbane City Council reportedly uh, recognises these pre-war homes as being valuable to the identity of the suburb. Mm. And it enforces controls relating to the demolition and renovation of these original pre-war homes. Mm. Now, I'm sure these homes are very nice. Mm. There's an odd element to stopping anyone from changing anything that existed pre-war. It's a little bit like if the Green Slope City Council was like, now we know... Indigenous Australians have been recognised in the Constitution and women have the right to vote, but we're not going to do any of that because we're green slopes and we like the way things were pre-war. And annoyingly, it's pre-World War Two, So they were like, well, nothing. We're not going to change anything. And they're like, I'll oh, change some things. <laughs> yeah. That weird period between war- World War One and World War Two, where the world developed, but not that much. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like 1910 seems like crazy people who'd never heard of electricity... 1935, I'm like, oh, we could we could have a conversation. Mm. You know, we could discuss things. Yeah, I agree. 
And that's what Green Slopes is all about. And that's what Green Slopes discussions war. with young families. No, things things should change post a war, I would say. I feel like if war does one thing, it's make people realise gee, things probably need to change here. Well there are well, otherwise, mate. Like What's the Germans. It, what is it good for? So true. You know. Germans must have been like well, well. I mean after World War One the Germans were like, Well, you know what needs to change? We need to get better we need at that. To another war. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Good training round, everyone. We need to get a bit better. Hitler was like, I have some notes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We all tried really hard. Okay. Pat on the back, everyone. Let's hear it. Let's try this again in like, I don't know, maybe 17 years. <laughs> maybe I'll be a little bit older, you know, a little bit wiser. Even <laughs> <laughs> Goebbels, stop it. It's my thought. <laughs> Goebbels. Sure. <laughs> Fuck. Um, Something about the census. That'll do. It's a truly slim Wikipedia page. Uh, my only thing about the census is... Um, 50.8% of Green Slopes residents are female. 49.2% were male. Hey. Now that is a fucking ratio. That's a ratio. So out of every thousand people in Green Slopes, mm. there's 508 women and uh, 492 men. Not bad. Any single to this podcast. It's, it's, it's also Go to Green Slopes. It's a ratio that's not quite good enough for... like Some people are still missing out. Oh yeah, it's 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 marginal. Um, I mean, across the entire suburb, it means you have so there's what eight and a half thousand people in Greendale, mm. Green Slopes rather. It means you have four thousand three hundred fifty-one women. Mm. Two, and I know we're getting lost down a really dumb rabbit hole here, but you have. Okay, so there's about 300 more women than men in Green Slopes. Sure. I like your odds. I like it. If you're a single guy patrolling the IGA, maybe shitting on people's doorsteps, mm. maybe in the hospital, obviously the three things Green Slopes are known for, two hospitals and IGAs, yep. well, I like your chances. You don't maybe it could be a pretty hot suburb. Yeah. Well, this could lean into us answering a certain question at the end of the show, but mate- So true. The community, it says here, is notable for its factory outlets and its long-standing large population of Indians, Iraqis, and other Middle Easterners, Somali, and other <laughs> Northeastern Af- <laughs> Northeast Africans, and more recently, Punjabis, particularly of Sikh religious affiliation, who have flowed into the community Ooh. as a result of recent changes in federal immigration policy. <laughs> now, so to be Joe's clear, absolutely put that in the notes to stupid. <laughs> Um, now I've read that verbatim. <laughs> you do, and I've ease, never felt more nervous. You do ease into it with a section above that you just ran into. To be clear, Wikipedia wrote that we didn't say the Green Slopes community is due to recent changes in federal immigration policy, which, which is, is claim never mentioned in a different Wikipedia. No, like, any time on the Wikipedia page tied its demographics or its population yeah. to federal policy. Um, it really has the vibe of I'm imagining an 80-year-old male white Green Slopes resident who just sits on his front deck and as different people go by and wave and smile at him, he goes, huh, Punjabi, huh, North-East, Northeast African. He's like, I'm Rick Green and this is my slope. <laughs> he doesn't even... And what I don't want in this suburb are green... Oh, okay, there we go. <laughs> Cut him off. Cut him off, mate. But yes, no, I'll uh, tell you what... With that sort of population, though, as Wikipedia describes, be some very happy people after the cricket, Matt. Hell yeah, man. How delightful. Uh, now, really iconic part of Green Slopes. The Green Slopes Private Hospital, formerly the Repatriation General Hospital, is... Op- oh, I don't care about that. 
Apparently, it's operated by the Commonwealth Government of uh, Department of Veterans for War Veterans. Okay, well, one of those war veterans absolutely wrote the last thing we read. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, This come is on, now mate. starting to make sense. This are- it's trumpeting the war veterans and it's having a little bit of a dig at the demographics. Hence the pre-war, oh, you know. You know, my life was a lot better pre-war because I didn't just go to war. I didn't have shell shock. There's so much fucking war in this thing. I, I got to yeah. say, the last thing I expected when we sat down to do green slopes was spend most of the time talking about war. War, incredible. Uh, but they do say the hospital, surrounded by quiet, quiet streets, lies some distance from the nearest main roads, a factor which has caused friction with local residents uh. over traffic, parking, and redevelopment issues in recent years. <laughs> Imagine having fraction, or friction rather, with dying people in a hospital. <laughs> What a real community hero you have to be to be like, now I know you're on dialysis and uh, your family is sobbing by your bedside, but gee, your wife's car made a little bit of noise when it was speeding through my green slope street. These selfish bastards are taking all my parks. <laughs> You've got parks? You've got pa- oh, Parkinson's. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, Parkinson's. Oh, oh I sorry. Doing, I thought you were saying parks. I thought you, you wanted to ca- Oh, you, Oh, you can't drive? Oh, because of the degenerative disease. Well, that's mm. good, isn't it? You know, you might. Uh, hey, you might just have to catch a cab to the hospital. I don't make the green slabs rules. I mean, should you really be driving with leukemia? <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, you know, it doesn't make me like blind or worse behind the wheel. But oh, okay, mm. tell yourself that. And texting is bad for driving, apparently. So <laughs> stop texting that doctor of yours about your results. <laughs> I don't care that it's terminal. You know, it's terminal. My fucking tolerance. Yeah. I'm sick to death. Thought we could use a bloody terminal because I need an airport to get in. I've got to stop driving. Can't get my cars. <laughs> also, down I mean roads. that, particularly given Green Slope's prominence as a testing centre, God, the local residents would have some shit to complain about redriving. I'm starting to hate the people of Green Slope after the way I've read this Wikipedia. Absolutely, it's which full does of war, take us. It's full of hurt. Although I will say this: Green Slope's private hospital. Um, my grandpa. Uh, was was in the Green Slope area. It's where, oh, that's good. It's where he passed. It's where oh. he lived his final day. He was had the, the right. It's meant to be a fabulous hospital. Got to eighty three. Did a great job. It's a. I think Dad used to do a bit of work at Green Slope, so it's a good. Yeah, it is a good hospital. And I remember one of the last times, uh, my good friends Angus and Toby, uh, we all went up to see Grandpa in the Green Slope hospital, and we didn't stay long because he was out of energy and he was tired and whatnot, and he was on his way to on his way to heaven. Uh, but you know. He, it was a nice memory, mm. nice memory, and nothing, nothing particularly funny to say about that. But it was just nice visiting Grandpa. In, so, so I do have a, very nice. a spot of affection for Green Slopes. Now, where'd, where'd you park? Now that you mention it, it did take ages oh. to find that memory's soiled. It's not now. so sweet anymore. Oh. It's soiled by war. Well, now I'm going to have very negative memories of my <laughs> Grandpa. Couldn't oh. have just given me a tip where there was a side street? <laughs> Far out. Now, that does take us perfectly, Henry, to discussing the real resonance, the real sights and sounds of Greenslopes in contemporary Greenslopes. Well, it's a city on a river, and don't you ever forget it, kid. It's contemporary Greenslopes, Hen. Now, first things first. Mm. I don't have a ton of experiences with Greenslopes, but there's one experience that I don't have personally, but might be the touchstone of Greenslopes for many young Brisbaneites, the driving test. It is one of the few driving centres in Brisbane. And what's your understanding of the reputation that Greenslopes has? Because I believe it's a fairly easy place to pass, right? Despite the fact that it's got slope in the name, I do believe the same. I've been led to believe it's kind of the middle ground. It's not the most difficult. It's not the easiest. But I think it's seen as the the neutral. Yeah, I I agree. I I mean, I did mine at Castledine, and that is easy. Like, that is a... Big wide open roads, pretty chill suburb, not too worried. See, I I got done with Rosalie, so I got oh, Tawong Roundabout. I you're got kidding. 
I think I had a dick of a bloke as well named Bob who made me do a reverse parallel park in a manual up a hill. So I'm doing hill starts. I'm oh, doing, good on you, Bob. I'm pretty sure Bob got reprimanded by the state government at one point because they were like, hey, Rosalie isn't making enough money. There's not enough people coming here to do their test. This is almost becoming a defunct driving course centre because <laughs> you're becoming failing. so infamous. This is true. Years before, years before I did it, but they're like, Bob, you're not passing enough people, mate. I've heard from a lot of people who said this guy's just, you know, absolutely uh, no go. So Rosalie is um, was my hard one. I think Wynnum is pretty. That'd be surely so pretty easy. Cinch because it's a it's flat, it's chill, just all all water. Isn't Rosalie it? and Tawong is the same, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's notorious, mate. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, well, that's done. how you know I'm a great driver, quality driver. Yeah, that's careful. why I had a starring role in the film Rush. Oh yeah, you wouldn't say the film Drive. No. Also about cars and about a driver. We watched Rush. Baby the other. Dri- why, why are you giving me oh, shit sorry, about true. Rush being sorry. my <laughs> go-to, my go-to car movie? We watched it like two days. I ago. I was briefly thinking of Premium Rush with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That's about bikes. Yeah. I now get why you're confused. Like, you fucking idiot. You're like, oh, I thought you were saying you were in that like <laughs> 2010s know, my, Australian yeah. Channel 10 TV show with I the know, guy just, with the scar on his chin. Oh, so true. About like the police. Who is that actor with the scar on his chin? Because he's he in underbelly. Yeah, and Captain. Um, he was Jason Moran, wasn't he? Oh, no, I he was wasn't the cop. he? No, 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 no. Nah. I'm pretty sure he nah, was babe. Mark Moran. Yeah, babe. I think he was Mark Moran. Babe. I Come think on. he was in Rush, the cop show on Channel 10. Yeah, but he was in Captain America. Winter Soldier, was he? Isn't he? A- oh yeah, like the head of the bad guy security. He's um hail. Oh, he's got quite hail successful Hydra. for an isn't, Aussie actor, isn't he? Hydra. Yeah, you're right. He had a bit of a go at the Ben Mendelhoff thing of Aussie actor in kind of the bad guy roles. Green yeah, but crime. I was right though because the guy in Rush is the cop in Underbelly. They're both in Rush. <laughs> Here's one for you. There's about four Australian <laughs> actors, babe. Here's one. They're in fucking everything. If you were a fucking Australian actor in that time, you were in Rush on Channel <laughs> 10, right though. Also, it's not, admittedly, it's not much for me to be like, oh, he was also in Underbelly. Everyone <laughs> was in Underbelly. There were nine seasons or something. Who's that Australian actor who was in Underbelly, Rush, and Packed to the Rafters? I can't put my finger on it. Oh, that's right. It's all of them. Uh, and, uh, oh, no, no. I'll narrow it down. They're in Offspring, too. Just two episodes. Oh, oh thanks, babe. <laughs> thanks for that, bud. <laughs> um, let's talk about this. Yep. This is the big story from Green This Slopes. is the this one is... you've been waiting for. This is the iconic bit of Green Slopes. This War. is something we've wanted to talk about on the podcast for quite a while, and... Didn't realise that it would be on this episode. We didn't realise it fell into the Green Slopes column, yeah. but it indeed does. Um, I'll say the words. I think most Brisbaneites will know what I'm talking about. Poo jogger. It's the poo jogger. Jogi. Jogger who poos. He, do you have the poo article? Poo jogger. He doesn't bat number three for India. No. <laughs> now, this is... I have, I have so many different articles up, but my favourite is by the Washington Post. And the tagline of the post at the top of the page is democracy dies in darkness. Yep. A corporate executive led a secret double life as Australia's poo jogger. God, thank God for the Washington Post. Was this, um, was this Woodward or Bernstein? Or uh, this it one? was actually, they needed both to crack the case of, and now Henry, we are proud on Unpacking Brisbane as first and foremost a news-breaking source to break the identity of the poo jogger. Yeah. It was me. Oh, <laughs> no. You're a high-level executive. It was Andrew McIntosh. He was a shining pillar of Brisbane community. He was a national quality manager for Avio, which makes me think he's been to every Avio toilet and taken a shit in it. 
Or just outside. testing the quality barrel. No need to worry. Well, fam- no, because famously he didn't like shitting in toilets. I think so he, true. I think he might have avoided. Doing he keeps that. blaming it on the aged residents. He's like, um, oh, shitting in a bed. No, that that must have been Gary. He's mm. uh, he's passing away slowly. The Alzheimer's. He'll just shit anywhere. You'll find him at Bridge. But yes, in an unflattering picture snapped on a public sidewalk in the Greenslopes neighbourhood, Macintosh sixty four was recently unmasked as something else. The pre-dawn jogger who secretly defecated on neighbourhood streets. It took an undercover sting operation of more than a year to catch the poo jogger, Henry. (laughs) He was shitting on the streets, according to the neighbours, 30 times. It was not some sudden primal urge while out for a morning run. His potty breaks reeked of premeditation. Again, this is the Washington Post. They broke, mm. like, Me Too shit. But yeah. also in 2018, they were talking about Andrew McIntosh, the poo jogger. Hashtag Me Poo is the story <laughs> they broke that year. Me Poo, I Poo. Me Poo, I Poo. We all Poo. Me Poo, so me pasa. Um, this was huge. And the fact that it's hard to state if you didn't know about this story till now, but it was a Brisbane mystery. Yeah. It was, a, it was a huge thing of there is poo everywhere. And it wasn't until someone snapped him and got this... Uh, it was actually sent to us by Lucy Penitza a poster that was put up in her area. Yeah. Now, it's the poo jogger. He's leaning over. He's doing his poo on the ground. And I don't want to get too gross on this, but the consistency is runny. Yeah, he he clearly... I think he's taken some sort of laxative. This isn't... A, this isn't I think I've out. never needed to take like a really early morning poo. Like 5.30am is an odd time to take a shit to me. You know what I would, You know how Jack kept doing dodgy deals under the house. I reckon Jack was dealing Metamucil to the poo jogger. <laughs> I reckon that's why Jack had a little bit of extra coin to play oh, around that's with. Right. It was this, God me- knows it's not from his job. No. The, uh, <laughs> but this poster that's been said to us by Lucy, it's up in her notes. She goes, "This." It was on the street next to her. It goes, "Do you know this person?" Um, it goes, "This person has regularly been leaving his human waste in brackets shit." <laughs> <laughs> on our path and others in the Green Slopes area for quite a long time. If you have any information regarding the identity of, the, of this person, call Crime Stoppers on one <laughs> So, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if ASIO were involved in this thing. Now, you know what I love about the poo jogger? Yeah. So, horrendously scarred reputation. Andrew McIntosh will never be the same. Uh, but it's funny they asked to call Crime Stoppers. Because the sanction he received was for public nuisance and it was a $378 fine. Yeah, but I reckon... there what you get charged in the valley for pissing on the street. But every resume, every... I mean, he's 60, like... He's how old? 64. Oh, what's he got? His super. His pooper. He's 66 His poop. Now. His poop. Oh, he's fine. He can retire in peace and just start shitting wherever. Do you think if you're his kids and I had to flog his dead horse, it's like... Oh, guys, I think Dad, you know, his mind's really going. He just keeps shitting in different parts of the house. It's like, no, no, he does that. He does that. That's just sort of something he'll do, but uh, it's fine. He's just, yeah, he's on the pension now. Com- <laughs> compare the pair. <laughs> this one has uh, got an industry super fun, and this, this one, one shits, shits in the can. wild. Yeah, crazy. I've, well, the article we got, this is a... It was in every news source that I'm looking at. Yeah, God, charged with creating public nuisance. They This... The neighbours banded together in Green Slopes to catch the man they believe had fouled their property up to 30 times in a year. Yeah. Holy crap. That is that is not a couple acts of a weird dude. That is a truly... Oh, I back the Washington Post on this. I think it's truly premeditated. His lawyer was negotiating uh, to have it dealt with as an infringement notice. Imagine being the lawyer for the poo jogger. Yeah, jeez. I mean, you probably have a very good lawyer. Yeah, they got Johnny Cochran. <laughs> 
If the uh, if the nappy fits, you must, <laughs> you must acquit. Uh, 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 uh. Do you reckon he, like, they try to put his poo back in him? Yeah. <laughs> if the poo fits, <laughs> if the poo yeah. fits in your butthole, <laughs> you must you must acquit. <laughs> oh please, why did you keep it? Um, and there's claims they chemically like shrunk the poo. <laughs> it's this is what's nuts to me. Do you reckon? Because I've I've been jogging before a few times. And I've been jogging before. Yeah, as if. Yeah. Upwards of five. And, and you do feel it bouncing around in you. And sometimes you, I've been desperate. I've had a, I don't know if I want to tell this story right now, but I've had a situation where I had to relieve on a jog because in, in, a, in a creek. Like and really? Yeah. Where, a, where? I'm not the poo jogger. <laughs> I think you've just turned up to be the poo jogger. I'm not the poo jogger. I mean, you've literally just said I needed to take a yeah, poo while jogging. On this jogging. photo, he's doing it in front of a wall. You're, definition, you're definitionally the poo jogger. No, I my desecration was in a creek. Right. That's way normal. And also, yeah, I like, found it's a. It's bad to shit in a waterway. You I didn't found shit a McDonald's takeaway bag to wipe. Yuck. You didn't shit in the water, though, did you? It wasn't. It was like puddly water. It's at like. It's like Lytton Road. This was in like. <laughs> didn't need to get tw- so specific. Just like, <laughs> just like say the suburb. <laughs> Give us the coordinates. Well, I've got to admit, when we were recording our album. And I never wanted to go to that upstairs toilet because yeah, uh, for reasons. I used to just like walk outside of the house, walk like a block down to the creek and just like piss on a tree. That's a waterway. Oh, I didn't piss the in the water. Just pissed on a tree near the creek. Okay. Well, this... What I'm <laughs> asking, of do you reckon thing. he got off on it? Do you reckon it was like his little fuck you to society? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I think... The fact he did it on his neighbours' homes, I wonder if he really fucking hated his neighbours and this was... I'm going to put it out there. The kick he got wasn't the act of shitting. It was knowing that it was driving people utterly insane. I get that sort of villain vibe. He would have gotten like an almost erotic thrill every time he saw we don't know who the poo jogger is. That's my theory. One of the cameras set up a night camera and got a few images. So at the time he was doing it, so I decided to go and wait with a camera and then... that was a Friday morning when I called him. And there's a red light which goes on. And he looked at me as the photograph was taken. Then he just said, hello. At that point, I decided <laughs> to walk away. It's incredible. The photograph shows a grey-haired man with his pants down. That is that is just one of the great Brisbane stories, I think. Hello. The whole, the whole community banding together. He looks like a possum when he gets caught in this yeah. thing. <laughs> he looks like a big pooey possum. <laughs> he ruined his life. He had to resign from his job. Imagine having to resign from your job. And I love AVO that he resigned re- as well. He wasn't fired. They had to release a statement <laughs> about this. What a weird thing to happen. Um, I love. And we could do a whole. I'm now. We could do a whole episode thing on this. about this. I love the article. In Australia, things have quickly soured for Macintosh. Now that he's been outed, neighbours have started taking pictures of him, even when he's not relieving himself. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, poo. the poo jogger, a green slabs highlight. Now, Henry. And it, by the way, on Pakistanis, if this podcast had existed when the poo jogger was at large, we would have loved to solve that. We love mini investigations. It to sort do. of kills me that we couldn't talk about this in housekeeping flights. So episodes. send in if you've got another little yeah, local so menace that you want us to solve. A little Dennis un- who's un- a menace. Yeah, unmask the Dennis. Um, more than happy to take that on. We'd love mm. to because we'd love to leap into true crime or poo crime. Um, so true. Now, well, so poo. What happened to you, mate? Uh, this isn't a long story. I just remember Green Slope. It's probably my most. My biggest connection with that, and I won't name the uh, the family, uh, but it was a terrorist family. Um, and I remember after a particularly stirring win in the rugby in year 12, uh, copping the 
I think purely because I was a vice captain, not not because I was cool at all, copying the invite back to this guy's house where his dad, you know how some dads come year 12 will just start handing out the beers with reckless abandon. And for the first two, you think it's cool. But by the time I'd been handed my fourth beer in about one hour by a responsible adult, I started to think, this is pretty fucking sad. <laughs> and when he started trying to encourage the boys to get it down quicker and some, oh, yeah, get that town tire, I was like, oh, this is just fucking green slopes. Oh, that, that'll forever be the green slopes energy to me of like nice, big, beautiful family homes, leafy suburbs. But, you know, it's just that energy of, is this yeah. really the highlight of your life? Encouraging a sixteen-year-old to put away his fourth Corona? Yeah, there's always a, a deviant dad and a like, pooey uh, jogger. It, it's annoying, you know, when you're growing up. That's like, oh, my parents, you know, are oh, so strict, not allowed to drink, not allowed to shoot up heroin or whatever. But it does mean they clearly care about you. Fucking oath. We've spoken about this on the podcast at before. like at length. I mean, I believe I've tweeted, "Did your parents buy you alcohol? Nah, mine just loved me." And I will it's so true. quote my own. Did you tweets. have a lot of free houses in school? No, my parents loved me. No, not they were around. Yeah, they stayed. <laughs> they wanted to spend time with me. Oh, but yes, yeah, so no, that's very green slopes to me. It's lots of nefarious people above the age of forty. I'm going to say. Yeah, I reckon it, that is becoming a trend. I reckon you hit forty in green slopes and go, "All right, let's fuck up some lives." Mm. Whether that's my sixteen-year-old son's mates <laughs> or whether that's the fun that were yeah. front walls. Um, and on that, though, Henry, apparently we heard this a lot uh, for all the Unpakistanis who wrote in. Uh, thank you very much. And we heard this from a lot of you. Apparently, it's a very popular suburb for first home buyers. Yeah. Because my theory, because all those pre-war blocks have had to be kept, mm. they can't rebuild these big developments or these big apartments. So there's a lot of just cheap, smallish pre-war houses. So if you want to buy your first home home... You go to Green Slopes, apparently. That's what young people can afford to buy because they saved all that money on alcohol because their parents so just true, gave it their dads. Them. And they saved all the money on plumbing because you're just shitting outside. Joey. You're just shitting in a toilet. Joey, mate, when are you getting picked up? Did you want lime in this corona? Oh, no, Dad, Dad, it's fine. I'm I, I'm actually going to an exam. I, I texted uh, your parents it, pretending to be you. They said you could sleep over. It's all good, mate. It's it's the next morning. And when I say sleep over, I could, should call it an awake over because we're not going to fucking sleep, are we? Did you want... A Smirnoff double block. Uh, Mr. Mr. Bryanson, I, I really am fine. I've already had six beers. I'm really feeling it. Do you Maybe sleep, we could just do you, wanna, some pizza. do you want to sleep with my wife? Uh, I've been many. Do you want to do it? Is is your daughter seen the graduate, mate? I have. I have, mm. Mr. Bryanson. I haven't seen your wife though. What does she look like? Oh, she left me ten years ago. Oh right. So she's not like around. Did you want another Corona, mate? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? While I'm literally drinking my zero alcohol beer right now. At this, at that point, it's just hydration. Yeah, legit. You are I should drinking have a Heineken Zero. Pardon? You are drinking a Heineken. Yeah. You need to get rid of them. I know. I bought when I had glandular. I bought two cases of alcohol-free beer, and within about a week, I got over glandular. So now we have. <laughs> if anyone wants some alcohol-free beer, just message the Caxton Street Studio. I'll, I'll give it to you for yes. free. It is a it is an indictment on Heineken Zeros that glandular. Uh, you can get is rid of quicker yeah. than their beer that you <laughs> to drink. Um, now, this is probably the last thing I have to say about contemporary Green Slopes, Henry, but it's a doozy. Yeah. Do you want to tell us the story of what we've consistently been told is the best IGA, the best IGA mm. in Brisbane? This is the thing. This IGA is very popular. I first was a little bit negative in my headspace about this IGA because it was built in the place of an AMF bowling. Now, oh, that's very sad. AMF Bowling was the south side party spot, I'd say. If you weren't going Laser Force, you were going to Green Slopes AMF Bowling. It was a lot of fun. Um, 
I do believe I'm just scrolling through some some info that we got here. Uh, but uh, where is it? Someone, I think someone wrote in about the um, the amount, but it's a good one. And I uh, would go to a lot of parties there. And then I started thinking about it. I was like, oh no, I actually probably didn't have that good of a time at AMF bowling. I just get, and I'm not a competitive person, I would say by nature. I used to get like quite upset at just how shit I was at bowling. Just oh, straight into the I don't think you're competitive, but you are deeply, deeply critical of your own skills in a game. I don't think you hate losing. I think you hate being made to look like a fool. I'm very hard on myself. Oh, no, I just think, you know, I don't think you're unreasonably hard on yourself. Yeah. When we were playing beer pong and you couldn't catch, right. you couldn't catch, just factually. So yeah, just how I, bad are you at bowling? Yeah. Just how bad are you at AMF bowling? No, I don't know. Well, I was pretty bad at it. And um, so, but I'm ha- maybe I am happy it's gone because now that it's an IGA, uh, it's humped up as the best eager in the city, this thing. Um, and I've been to it a few times. I think I had to go there with Nova a few times. Oh, we yeah. occasionally went to Green Slopes and it was just pop in and get some morning tea or whatnot. That happens. It's clean. Oh. It's uh, professional. It's, it's hygienic. It's professional. It's friendly. Now, now fr- to- a friend of mine, um, one of the Miss Green's boys, yes. um, Pete. Now, Pete, he worked there for a while and he was the the meat manager. Mm. He was the, which is, the meat department. Which is my high school uh, nickname, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Sounds a bit like that's like, You'd be the meat manager of an IGO, wouldn't you? <laughs> I'll start calling you the meat manager. meat manager. Or is it like... To me, meat manager means you're wanked a lot. Oh, okay. Because, you know, you'd be pretty familiar with handling thinking, your own meat, hey, I was mate? thinking, oh, that, that's much better. I was thinking like the schmeat manager. Or like, it almost has like serial killer vibes. be like, oh, the meat manager of Fleet Street. Sort of... Yeah, that's fun. Sweeney Todd-esque. Ladies um, anyway. and gentlemen, have you met the meat manager? But the thing about this IGA is apparently it's so successful. People yep. come from not just the south side, but far and wide to get to this particular IGA because it's got great s- range. Because they're, they're quite, I think they're quite federalised IGA. Yes. That they, I think they there's quite a strong, empowered franchisee at each um, one. Heavily so. The, it's because there's like... Some IGAs to, are like, basically a fucking bylaw. Like, it's like it's Richie's really, IGA. Like yeah. a lot of them have their own name in it and stuff. Uh, and I realised this when I went to the Milton IGA, Henry, which is fairly bougie as well, that... Because the IGA at St. Lucia is just targeted to students, so it's pretty cheap. Yes. And like pretty crappy ingredients. I, I, I was seeing loaves of bread at the Milton IGA that were like $13. Mm. And like a little thing of granola that was like 28 Like they are giving mm. you high quality ingredients with yeah. a price to bloody well match. And I think Green Slopes takes that to the next level. As we've heard, their turnover, their profit is absolutely fucking mental. And just how mental was it, Henry? Well, it was so mental that um, Matt from the Miscreants was over a little earlier uh, and he was telling us being like, oh, the... Pete, who worked at the IGA, the meat manager, Schmeet manager, was saying that this IGA made so much money that they didn't even know what to do with it. So apparently their turnover was so good that they could just throw the most cooked end of year parties. The These lavish parties. And we were like, oh yeah, you're getting like a good venue, good drinks yeah, package. Yeah, like, like maybe, you know, a bottle of Grey Goose to celebrate, sure. And Matt's like, nah, boys. <laughs> Apparently, the parties were so good that they would get like big acts. And I was like, oh, what, like a big band? Like Shag Rock would play or something? Yeah. Like, nah, dude. Apparently, <laughs> they had performing a stand up set at the Green Slopes IGA Christmas party, none other than Jason Alexander, <laughs> also known as George Costanza from Seinfeld. So, the biggest sitcom of all time. All time. Starring in that. Gets you 30 years on 
a gig at the Green Slopes ITA Christmas party. I like it was that. incredible. I didn't even have a take. I think that speaks for itself. I think it's the most incredible thing I've ever heard. That George, I didn't even know George did a lot of stand up. I thought Jason Alexander was maybe that's why it was cheap. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> It's like getting like, like oh yeah, I got, a few I got Jerry Seinfeld to do some folk songs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. wasn't great. Um, yeah, that's just about all I have to say about the beautiful suburb of Greenslope. I do want to say as well though, the AMF. Please. When I was looking up a few things about this today, um, the AMF like well, this bowling really ate away at you more than I thought, Henry. Well, I was googling it and I was like, because it was one yourself. of the well, it was one of the reasons. It was one of the main <laughs> things I remembered of Greenslopes, and I was looking up the AMF. I couldn't find much record of it. It's almost like not only was it erased from the lot that the IGA is on now, it's like it was erased from the internet. Heaps of fucking websites I found, no Google images, no like articles. There was up- like nothing about the AMF bowling at Greenslopes, and I thought it was like the most popular one. It's like if you try to look up the Rocket Room on Petra Terrace, which is a bar that is open and exists, mm. there's no reference of it. Yeah. It's odd in this social media age and everyone's like, the internet's written in pen, not pencil. I'm like, no, some things are fucking pencil. They're hard to find. Yeah, you can get rid of them. Um, before we go into the big question of fucking, uh, I just want to go through, we got we actually got heaps of responses about this. So, um, A lot of responses about Green Slopes are very critical, saying that, eh, it's just really Cooperoo, isn't it? Which I do sort of resonate Yeah, a lot with. about it being Cooperoo. Uh, Fran no, said she's glad the AMF. She said it was disgusting and it's an IGA. Glad it's an IGA. I think she worked there hosting kids' parties from memory. I'm not sure. Um, rock and roll pies are the best in Brisbane, apparently, according to Sam Clark. Um, oh, actually, that's a big call. Big call. I'll have to get a pie, man. Any uh, excuse to have a pie? Pat Cook said Nisico in the summer. Green slopes. slopes. Green runs. Very funny. Pretty funny. I mean, uh, we'll yeah, do the Jack, jokes. Jack said, yeah, thanks, Pat. We'll do the jokes. Jack said the depressing side of uh, hospital patients smoking on the hill outside Green Slopes Hospital. That's very true. Um, Lucy That's said, so of course, about the poo jogger. Apparently here, a man died after be- apparently becoming stuck while trying to reach items inside a charity bin. So I think he was going like a <laughs> Vinny's bin or a St. Vincent de Paul bin, trying to get things out. I hope. I hope it's not like the other way. They were trying to donate, got stuck and died. But yeah, that'd be... Very sad. Now, someone's wearing his skin, so it's nice. They did donate. Uh, oh, that's very nice indeed. Um, so apparently, that charity even was located on the rooftop car park of Coles, and they've now been removed because the guy died. That's insane. That is utterly incredible. Lucy also tells us it's the top five suburbs where Brisbane's graffiti problem is at its worst. Someone spray-painted the, someone spray-painted the word cunt all over our front fence one year. Surely Jeez, it wasn't is that the like poo a joke. fucking drama? So the cunt joke or... Someone spray painted cunt all over our front fence one year. Say that. Someone spray painted cunt all over our front fence one year. It's not that hard. Someone spray painted cunt all over our front fence one year. Perry's right. The KFC is good. Never been. Um, I don't think there is any real quality differentiation between KFCs. Huge. The best KFC and the worst KFC I've ever had are incredibly close together. Yeah, we got heaps more here, and they're all um, they're all excellent. So sorry if I didn't get to you, but a lot of them have been wonderfully weaved into our responses and discussion of Green Slopes. You know who you are, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> we're just like ninjas or pooing joggers in the night. Let's ask the question, and yeah. it's got nothing to do with poo, or will it, Henry Bretts? Does Green Slopes fuck? <sighs> Spoken a lot about poo, haven't we? Spoke a lot about hospitals, bowling. But also... IGA, nah, it doesn't fuck for me. Yeah, it doesn't fuck for me. Nothing nothing we've spoken about in this nothing episode has a hot energy. And now I'll Almost say this for it. Fault. It doesn't... Nothing screams desperately not hot energy. Like, 
Maybe poo jogger, it was a fetish and it turned his wife on to know her husband had done that. Maybe in the hospitals, they're there for STIs. But nothing ever screams fuck about it to me. Let's settle on, I'd say, it's a fetish suburb. It's oh, a yeah. kinky suburb, but I don't know if it fucks. Because maybe there's, they're too busy kink. doing other weird stuff. There'd be kink. Even with, you know, like dads who take it a bit far, you can tell there's there's a, a bit of an active sex life with their second wives. Is it So is it... Because can you sec, can you fuck but not kink? Because there are kinks. Yeah, that there'd not- be kinks that are not fucking. Oh, true. Like cucking. Cucking. Okay, green slopes cucks. I think green slopes cucks. I don't think it fucks. But Does green, green slopes cuck? Yes. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. Wow, and we are running out of the spools of time we have here, Henry, because this is recorded to tape and then converted to digital. Yep. And then Blu-ray. Important thing to know. And then HD DVD, just in case it makes a resurgence. Yeah, it could come back. On the off chance. It could always come back. Guys, a lot of fun. Send us in any mysteries you want us to solve, just like the poo jogger. I really do want to solve a mystery. We solved Kevin Spacey and Brett Lee. Mm. And we haven't really had a chance to solve a mystery since. More mysteries, please. Much to my chagrin. Now, Henry, just before we finish, I want to read out, we just got a message from friend of the show, Harry Meichner. Ah, uh, great guy. He sent us a screenshot. Of something Kevin Peterson said on Twitter. Oh. English and South African cricketer. He goes, The only issue with India beating Australia in such an incredible manner is that the test was played in Brisbane, a city that doesn't deserve an event so good. And I just want to say, uh. from all of us here at Unpacking Brisbane, fuck you, KP. Fuck you, Kevin Peterson. I don't want to fucking listen to a word Kevin Peterson says. I hate Kevin Peterson. You know what doesn't deserve an event as good as that? What's that? Just anything he has anything to do with that. So true. Fuck off, KP. You're a goose, mate. Um, all right. Well, but all thanks. of you, distinctly low geese levels. Thank you so much for being engaged this week. Hope to see you at mangrove shows, late lunch shows. All the rest. Um, Knocking on our front door for some zero alcohol beers because I will give them away. We need to get rid of them. So, yeah, thanks very much. And um, we'd love to see you at our gigs. Unless you're Kevin Peterson because you don't think they deserve to be in Brisbane, you dickhead. And if you're tempted to take a poo on your next jog, don't. If you must, do it next to a creek because Henry has drawn a very arbitrary line where that's okay, but poo jogging isn't. Sure. Bye, guys. Are you <laughs> poo jogging right now? <laughs> Henry, stop moving your legs. No, no, Henry, you're <laughs> uh, Wake up, Sylvia. <laughs>